So I guess like, do you do you have an idea right now of what your next pivot is going to be? For me this year, so last year was just so, so crazy uh, in the short-term rental brokerage world, especially because everybody could afford everything and everybody was buying everything. So we did not have enough people to help all of our clients that were coming through the door. Like it was really overwhelming. All of our agents were like dying on their keyboards because it was so much work. It would take a hundred offers for one client to be able to get them under contract because Mm. there were so many people offering on short-term rentals last year. So, you know, we had people getting mad at us and it was just so overwhelming this year since it slowed to like a manageable pace. Like last year, yes, the numbers were great, but I don't consider that a good time. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was, it was difficult. Yeah. It was yeah. overwhelming. So this year, focusing on just being able to take a few steps back, we've got everything to a manageable level. So we can kind of look at the entire business and say, okay, you know, do we need to open up some more offices to give our clients some more options? Yeah. Um, taking steps back to be able to hang out with the kids more. Like, you know, we yeah. live in Florida, so I can pick them up from school and go to the pool in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit like chill time and regroup time for me and rest yeah. time because yeah. last year was just balls to the wall. Yeah, that's how that's how I was. So obviously the last two years with inflation, like flipping houses was like shooting fish in a barrel with dynamite. Mm-hmm. It was easy. It's like you 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 think you're going to make 20k, you end up making 80k. Like and then <clears throat> they raise interest rates in April, March or April, and I stopped buying. And typically I had like 15 rentals at a time, constantly rehabbing, turning and turning. And then I stopped buying and I haven't bought another flip since then. So with that part of the business on pause, wholesaling takes way less effort. <laughs> and then running my my managing my my rentals, it definitely feels like I have a like a lot more time, way more money in the bank when you're freaking flipping house. <clears throat> when you're flipping a lot of houses, you're constantly like just deploying capital all the time. Even if you raise private money, it's like sometimes things go over budget. <laughs> holding costs extend like, Oh, we got to hurry up and buy this house. All right. I'll put down payment here. So I'm kind of going through the, through a reset right now. Also, do you have any plans on what's going to happen after this kind of break that you're going through? I think I I need to see what's going to happen with, uh, are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? Is it coming? Is it not coming? Uh, Because there's so many conflicting theories with, you know, I try to, I watch the news, a lot of different channels actually to kind of try and figure out what's going on. Cause I don't claim to be an economist. So yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. kind of along for the ride, Yeah, <laughs> but I kind of want to see what's happening. Like in, in our investing world, we're still buying. So I'm under contract on a 64 unit apartment building right now. Yeah. Um, and it actually doesn't need any value add. It's just a good deal on its own. So that's pretty cool. So I'm always watching for deals. I think it's a really good time in the economic cycle to be a buyer in terms of being able to get deals and get money off. But that interest rate line item is definitely higher and cuts into your cash flow. So uh, it's a good time to be a buyer in terms of getting deals, but you just have to be a little bit more creative with it. Yeah. So we're just kind of like keeping an eye out and Uh and resetting this. So you want to just do more multifamilies then? Um, no, I'm always, so we kind of have our, I call them our three pillars or three machines rolling at a time. So we've got one market where we're constantly just buying value add single families. Like we own entire streets in that market. 
Where is that? <clears throat> in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And uh, and it just works really well for us that we're able to buy them. We don't have to do a ton of rehab on them. Some of them are bigger rehabs than others, and then hold them. So we've always got that rolling because there's always deals there. And then our multifamily, we typically have going in different areas of the Midwest. So mm. areas where you're not seeing – we didn't see a huge spike in appreciation last year. It's probably not going to be worth – a ton more money in 10 years than it is now, but it's also not going to be worth less. Those yeah. Midwestern markets, they yeah. kind of just, they're the stable. Yeah. So I like that for yeah. multifamily. So we kind of have our, and then we have our, you know, short-term rental as well. So I'm, if I see a, a good short-term rental deal, which I saw one yesterday, right around the corner from our house, I live in a vacation market, by the way, oh, I don't okay. invest in Metro markets for short terms, but um, so just kind of keeping an eye out on all three and just yeah. not in Heavy, heavy growth mode, but just like a, we'll, we'll keep picking stuff up as it comes up. Got it. Okay. So I'll just ask a selfish question. Okay. So right now, <laughs> right now I'm at like 32 units, I think. Um, only like five or six Airbnbs. And then I just started buying like small fourplexes um, and then like single family properties. What do I need to do to like, I want to get to 100 units this year. So yeah. I want to buy 70. Um I, I'm guessing I know I have to raise money because I don't want to use my own money. Um, so I'm going to have to raise money. And then am I going to have to start a syndication if I want to buy the rest of those 70 units? I think you probably would, yeah, if yeah. you don't want to use your own. Yeah, uh, okay. And that's something that I've never really dabbled in just because I don't want – A, I don't like having to be beholden to anybody else. Yeah. So I don't want to have a bunch of partners just because I don't want to be told what to do. I like to be the boss. Yeah. Um, and not that they would tell you what to do, but uh, I just, um, I don't want to get involved with the having to do the SEC filings and all yeah. that. There's just too, I guess I just don't know enough about that world. There's so many things that I feel like I would trip up on. I'm happy to give other people, other syndication yeah. money, but yeah. that's just something that feels like too big of a mountain for me to climb. So you buy your your apartments with just your own money, down payment. Dang. How much, like what percentage are you usually having to come out of pocket? Usually 20% for the 20% apartment. and then 20% plus whatever you're putting into the rehab. Yeah. So like what, what's like a, what's like a price point that you like to stay in? Well, in one market, I like to stay like in the Midwest. I like to stay under, depending on exactly which city under 80 to 90,000 a door, depending on okay. which city. Um, the one we're under contract on now is around that. It's uh, it's three million is their asking price yeah. for 64 units. Yeah. So I don't I don't like to go over three or four million. Like I'm never going to be the person buying hundred million. Yeah, that's not me. I like you never it. know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you like to three or four million, and then so how much cap? How much cash flow? Net cash flow? Do you think? you'll make buying these $3 million apartments? That one will, at the current interest rate, we're able to get it for it. You, I'm only able to answer this because I was just looking at this with the bank yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it'll be about $17,000 a month. $17,000 a month net. And you're going to have to put 20% down. So how much is that? Twenty. Oh, I'm not a math person. What's yeah. 20% of uh, 200, like 2.8? 2. 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so well, two point eight million on three million. No, it's like six hundred thousand, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Six hundred. Two hundred would be ten percent. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's what what what's like the ROI? Do you know? It'll be right at 
It's hard to say because I used to pay more attention to what my cash on cash return was going to be. Now, like we had a really good year in the real estate sales world last year. So I kind of need to get some of that cash out of the bank and into some real estate so I can cost seg it this year. So for me, we're just kind of looking at, okay, how much cash flow is this adding for us a month? Are we cool with that? Yes. So we don't look at the percentages as much anymore. Got it. But it's going to be... Um, the mortgage on it will be about fifteen thousand a month, and it's going to mm-hmm. net us about seventeen. Got it. So. 